Welcome to the podcast that's all about empowering women so they can have a thriving career as a mother. This podcast is for high-achieving women who want to have a successful career without sacrificing quality time and connection with their kids. Get insights, tips and strategies about doing work you love by leveraging your natural gifts and superpower as a mom. It's time to change the narrative around being a career mom from one of struggle, sacrifice and stress to something that's empowering, uplifting and rewarding. Thanks for listening and join me on this journey. And welcome back to another episode of the podcast. Today's topic is about leadership. So what do you think of when you hear the word leadership? I bet you think about someone being in charge of a group of people, right? And if so, you're right, that's definitely one form of leadership. Although... You could be in charge of a group of people and still not be a leader in the eyes of your people. Can you relate? Do you know someone like that? Have you been on the receiving end of a leader like that? Well, I wanted to offer you another version of leadership in today's episode, and that's thought leadership. And I'm sure you might have, you must have heard about this word called thought leadership. You know, um, you you might know something about it. And I wanted to talk a little bit about thought leadership. And you know, I like this kind of leadership because this kind of leadership isn't dependent on your job title or where you sit in the office or the organizational hierarchy. This kind of leadership happens, it can happen at work, it can also happen at home. Because thought leadership is about moving the hearts and minds of people, right? And as a result of doing that, people change the way they think, they change the way they feel, and therefore, what they do. So this kind of leadership is actually more powerful because you are really influencing people, right? To do something different on their own accord, not because you have a title, not because you're using fear um, or threat. And therefore, this kind of leadership is very powerful. I mean, dictators have it, right? But so do inspirational leaders, And maybe a few are coming to mind for you now. And this is the kind of leader I aspire to be. And that's also why I I think subconsciously I was also trying to show myself and the world maybe that this is really the kind of leader I want to be when I deliberately and consciously chose to walk away from traditional leadership roles of actually leading a team, leading a department. And I wanted to be someone who had thought leadership, right? Um, But this kind of a leader, to have this kind of a leadership, right? Thought leadership, it really demands that you have mastery over your own thoughts and emotions. 
And when I say mastery, I'm, I'm not referring to your ability to shove aside or ignore your feelings and emotions and become a, and become a robot. No, you actually need to be a real human being. Uh, first of all, to be able to relate with other people, but more importantly, to have mastery over your own thoughts and feelings. Because being a real human being means that you feel every single one of those uncomfortable emotions. It's It means having a thousand and one thoughts in your head. It also means feeling lost, confused, afraid, and doubt yourself. But when you're a thought leader, you, despite all of this, or in spite of all of this, you're still able to be calm. You're still able to have clarity over, over what are your priorities. You're still able to ground and refocus yourself so that you can take courageous and decisive actions towards your goals. And so when you have mastery over your thoughts and emotions, you, you basically can tackle any challenge or scary problems, whether it's at work or at home, in relationships, because you know that you can take it, you can bear it, and you can come out the other side of it stronger. You don't cave because someone or something scares you. You don't mute what you really want to say um, or who you really want to be just to please other people or because you're afraid of making them angry. Instead, you learn and you grow through all of these challenges. You share the lessons you've learned with others. And in doing so, you inspire others. And people feel like you get them, that you empathize with them, you believe in them. And that's really how they start to trust you. And they start to follow you because you show them what they want is also possible for them too. And I think when you do that with genuine sincerity uh, and, you know, truly with pure intentions, I, I mean, people feel that, they sense that, and subconsciously they trust that. And that's what makes you a thought leader. So this is the kind of leadership I aspire towards, not just at work, but also at home with my family and friends. And this is the reason why I talk on the podcast, I share and I write, you know, on social media. Recently, I've started a Facebook group. I have no idea how to do Facebook group. I'm very late in the game of Facebook and figuring out. I've got like single digit number of members because it's like really a brand new group and I'm figuring it out. But I feel like when you genuinely share what you're learning, um, how you're growing, insights that you're gaining, that's how you gain thought leadership. And it's not easy to do that, right? Because of course there are days... I mean, honestly, I, I felt like I didn't want to record this episode today because, um, you know, I had all these secondary thoughts and doubts and all this, like the voice in your head, right? Kind of coming in. The, are you sure people really want to talk about this? This is such a boring topic. You know, no, no one's really interested. 
Or sometimes I'll get emails from marketers, you know, and they pull out the stats of everything you're doing, right? Because you're online, so everything is visible. They know how many listeners you've got. They know how many followers you got. And they say, oh, you know, you're obviously not quite where you want to be, etc., etc. And it can really get to me because after all, I am maybe, you know, may not have realized it. I am like a real human being. I mean, behind the podcast, behind the social media, behind all those posts is actually me writing it. I don't hire anyone to write anything for me. I don't hire anyone to create these podcasts apart from my lovely virtual assistant who helps me to with the production and putting it out there. But content is all me, right? And therefore, um, it is scary, right? It is scary because, of course, I'm human. I doubt myself. I wonder if people are going to reject what I'm saying, disagree, or, or whatever, right? And But still, you do it, right? Because I do believe that someone, one person, two people, or just someone out there might actually benefit and gain from this. And, you know, I have to focus that that's going to be enough. So... I feel like thought leadership is not as if you, you look at the big names and you um, think, oh, I could never be like them. You know, they are so um, so highly esteemed, so respected and, and all of that. But I always like to tell, like I tell my kids, right, no one becomes an expert from zero. Everyone starts off being terrible at whatever it is that they're doing, whatever skill you're trying to learn, you know. Um, and, and so no one ever gets like from zero to hero in a minute, right? So it's all part of the process. And so I lay all the process out for you to see so that you know this is what it takes. And the best part about thought leadership that I, I this is the thing I wanted to share is that it is, thought leadership is accessible to anyone. It's accessible to anyone at any level in the organization, at in any phase of your life. You're not going to be too young for this, too old for this, you know, or like you don't have to feel like you're a nobody in the organization to do this because you don't have some big fancy title or you're not in charge of a hundred, like hundreds of people, right? Although you may, <laughs> as a result of leading this way, like with thought leadership, you might actually be recognized and asked to lead a, a group of people, right? Which actually is an even nobler calling because if you ask me, anyone who's in that position of uh, influence, power, leverage, whatever you want to call it, I think sometimes people just look at it in terms of a bigger paycheck, right? We think that we want to be a leader because we get the status, prestige, the money, the perks and all of that, which is all well and good. But the thing that doesn't get spoken enough that really I, I could go on and rant about this is that you hold a certain level of influence and power and yeah, it's a very Spider-Man thing, right? Like really with great power comes great responsibility. Everything you do and say and, and whatever, right? It impacts somebody else and like another human being. But people don't get that, right? They behave badly as a leader. They disrespect people. They make people feel small and stupid and lousy. And of course, there, there are, that's the flip side of it. They are really fantastic leaders who are inspirational, motivating. They believe in you. They, they bring out the best in you. Um, and, and we know like if you're ever lucky to have a leader like that, that can transform your life. 
you know, sometimes all it takes, and they may not even be aware of it, it just takes one person who you look up to as a leader to say one thing, right? Just say one thing, and that could really carry you through forward your entire career. And you'll never forget what that one person did, the opportunity they gave you, the exposure, the one kind thing they said to you, to their boss, or to somebody else. And that carries like you. And of course, the flip side also is true, right? One thing that someone says that totally defeats you, um, wrecks any small ounce of confidence that you have in yourself. And so, yeah, I think I'm done ranting about that, but people don't realize that. They just want that money and prestige and everything, but that comes with a price tag. And um, and that's also, I, I mean, honestly, that's also why I decided to step away because at that time, I was just fed up with all the administrative duties of being like a people leader of a team that's just so much administration. I didn't like that. And I really just wanted to focus on bringing out the potential of people, of developing people, of inspiring and engaging people. And that's really the part of leadership I loved. And, you know, I realized that you could do that without having to lead a team of like hundreds of people. And you don't have to do the administration of it and you still get financially rewarded for it, you know? So it is possible. So I want to just say thought leadership is accessible, right? Because you can start from wherever you are with whoever you are, whatever title you have or don't have, right? You could start even at home with your um, siblings, with your parents, if you have kids, with your kids, with your spouse, with your partner. It's all about leading yourself, your your emotions, your thoughts, your actions, your behavior, everything, right? And that's really the kind of leadership that creates a kinder and more positive work and home environment that we need so much today. So if this is something that you want, I can help because I work with busy working women at any stage of their professional lives to help them become leaders, not only at work, but of their own lives. Because all of this really starts from yourself, doesn't it? It starts from personal leadership. I mean, your ability to have thought leadership and to move hearts and minds of people and to inspire people and change the way they think and feel and therefore how they behave, it all starts from yourself. It starts from us first. And that's the thing that a lot of people don't seem to get. You know, they, they, they talk about, oh, this person is so resistant to change. They cannot adapt to change. I can't make them uh, get on board with the changes. Well, you can't make people anything. You can't change the way they behave. You can't change the way they think. You can't change their mindset or their mentality. You can't make them. You can only inspire them to do so. You can only move them to want to do so. They're not going to do anything differently if they're not convinced of why they should. And the only way you can convince them is by moving their hearts and minds. This is the thing sometimes like, it kind of annoys me a little bit, right? And for sure, in the corporate world, it is so much easier for us to use the threat of being fired or getting into trouble with the company, being issued a warning to get to get people to comply. And I don't know, that never really sat well with me, even though unfortunately sometimes I've got to do that. Um there's a whole ton of like 
I mean, we could go into all sorts of directions, right? About how, you know, it's like in the corporate environment, there's no time, there's no patience, you're not running a charity here and, and on and on and on. There's financials to report and everyone's covering their own backside, et cetera, et cetera. But I believe that we all can do what we can do in our small little corner uh, of wherever we are simply by starting with a very simple act of leading ourselves, leading our own thoughts, leading our own emotions. Because when you lead yourself and you behave in a way that inspires other people, that is how you actually get people to want to listen, to be inspired to change, to believe that something better for them, that it is possible, that the thing that they want is uh, very probable. Uh, and that's really how we, you know, change the mindset, I guess is what you could say. It all starts with ourselves, with ourselves being able to engage with people, to inspire people, to offer a different perspective, to get people to just wonder and think and question, hmm, is it possible there could be a different way at looking at this than I always have been looking at it? And the only way to get them to even to start to think about that or think differently is by moving their hearts. That's it. It's as simple as that. And I think it's a worthwhile investment to make um, in ourselves first, because first of all, you're going to feel so much better <laughs> about yourself. You're going to feel so much more powerful about whatever situation you find yourself in. You're going to see that you're not a victim of your circumstance, that you are able to make decisions and take actions to change. It is not a question of no choice. I have no choice, but to. It is a question of this is the choice I'm making because you know, so even when you say there's no choice, it is a choice you're making. You're just not accepting um, the reason why you're making that choice. You have made a choice to do it because the reality is you could always not do it, but you don't want to not do it because there are some other consequences that you don't want to deal with when you don't do it. And so just be honest with yourself and accept that you've taken that choice and made that decision and be okay with that and be able to deal with all the emotions that come up when you tell yourself that I'm okay with this. There's no need to be in denial, to feel ashamed, to feel guilty and all of that. You can process all of that when you have mastery over your emotions and your thoughts and you can be totally at peace with it, neutral with it, completely accept yourself as the person who made that decision and and that is a, a way more empowered place to live from. And that is what I mean by personal leadership. That's what I mean by thought leadership. And um, and that's something that when you start operating from that place and you live your life from that place, this is how you inspire people because people see you as, as true, genuine, authentic, and that's how they trust you. And so it's kind of like, it goes like in a reinforcing cycle, right? They're all kind of interconnected in a way. So if this is the version of yourself that you want to be, you aspire to be, join me. It's something I work on every single day of my own life. I'm human after all. I do get bad days. I do get annoyed with people. I do speak in an unkind tone sometimes when I've lost my patience. Um, and, you know, but I think, 
when we have the tools and we have the daily practice and you have somebody else who can guide you out through that wilderness and darkness sometimes, that's really helpful. Um, and so if this is something you want help with, this is exactly what I help women with. So the only prerequisite, I do have a criteria. I do not want to work with anyone or I will not work with anyone who's not ready for this. And when I mean ready, I mean just a willingness, a willingness to gain mastery over your thoughts and emotions, because it's not going to be for everyone. Not everyone's going to be ready for it right now. I know I wasn't ready for it until, you know, until I was ready for it. And you'll know when you're ready for it, when you're sick and tired of the way things are now, and you just want a change. You want to step out of the situation you're in. And you basically have this feeling like I've had enough. I'm sick of this. What can I do to change this? So that's when you know you're ready. And that's the only criteria I have. Because until then, it's not going to be optimal use of your time or my time. You're not going to see the results that you're looking for. And I'm not going to be able to help you add much value to that. And so it's just better that you get to a point when you're ready. And that's when I can really help you to get that result you want. Okay, so if this is something you want, then definitely go over to SharonSingSidu.com. There's a bright pink button. All you need to do is press it, <laughs> click that button, book your session. During the session, what we'll do is we'll help you gain some clarity over what is a priority for you. What's the key thing you want to work on? We'll help to uncover what are some of the blocks that have been standing in your way so that we can um, work on those, clear those blocks instead of keep, keep bumping up against them and keep pushing so hard against them because I don't think it has to be hard. I think you can actually get your results in a much gentler, kinder, more intuitive way. That's really my style of goal achievement. And, and then we'll help you identify some, um, key steps to move forward. Okay, and to get to where you want to go, get the results and outcomes that you want. So I really look forward to working with you on this. So go over to SharonSingSidu.com. The link is going to be on the show notes as well, if you don't know how to spell it. Um, but otherwise, I will talk to you again in the next episode. All right, bye. Thanks for listening. If you like this podcast, please subscribe and leave a review so that more women can find it and benefit from it. To learn more about how you can thrive as a career mom, come to my free masterclass, Thriving in Career and Motherhood. Go to SharonSingSidhu.com forward slash meetup to register. I look forward to seeing you there.